I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, before I talk about the latest scam, I want to tell our listeners about a national online event that was put on by the Inspector General of Social Security, which we unfortunately missed because it happened on March 5th and I didn't hear about it in time. But I loved the concept and wanted to share it. This campaign was put on by the Department of Social Security in response to all those scam phone calls that everybody is getting telling us that our social security number has been compromised or involved in a crime or telling us that we owe money. And the campaign is called Slam the Scam. March 5th was designated as our national Slam the Scam Day. And the idea was to inform people about the scams and tell them what to do if they got one of those phone calls. Ooh, I love the name. What information did they share, Vicki? Well, first of all, they told us what to watch for. The scammers may threaten to arrest you or take legal action against you unless you pay a fine. They might promise to increase your Social Security benefits or resolve an identity theft issue if you pay a fee. They might demand payment with gift cards, wire transfers, or by mailing in cash. And they will often spoof the Department of Social Security phone number to convince you that the call is legit. And what do they suggest you do if you get one of these calls? They say just hang up. So slam the scam. Slam ah. that phone down. <laughs> Makes sense. Also, yeah, also tell your family and friends about the call, so spread the word. And, of course, most importantly, don't give the caller money or personal information. Sounds like great advice. And if our listeners get one of these calls, remember, slam the scam. So what is the scam you want to tell us about today? Well, Patty, this is a gift card scam that targets the clergy, and in this case, rabbis. You've talked about a scam before that targeted ministers. Is this one that's similar? Yes, only this time the scammers are targeting American rabbis. Congregants will get an email that looks like it comes from their rabbi. And it asks the victim to buy gift cards to help another congregant who's having health or other financial problems. So they're taking advantage of the trusting relationship between the clergy and congregants. Yes, and also the routine fundraising efforts that many congregations do as a part of their religious work. So how does the scam work? Do they hack into the rabbi's email account? No, it seems that they don't even have to do that. Instead, they create a fake email address for a rabbi and then send an email request to members of the synagogue. And they can use the email addresses for congregants that are available usually on the synagogue's website. So they have easy access to the email addresses of all their potential victims. Now, the fake email address uses a format with the rabbi's name and the name of the synagogue, and then, of course, it asks for help. What happens if the person who gets the email responds? Well, the scammers will typically follow up and ask the congregant to buy gift cards, like Amazon and Google and others, and send them the card numbers and the PIN codes. 
When did this new version of the gift card scam begin? Well, this new round targeting rabbis seems to have started last summer. Now, so far, and this is the good news, the scams haven't resulted in a loss of much money because the rabbis caught on quickly and started sending out alerts. Apparently, the emails contain spelling and grammar mistakes, which raise suspicions. Wow. I always think we've hit a low, but then there's even a lower low for scammers. I know. And as one rabbi commented, unfortunately, this is part of the digital era we live in. People are willing to prey on others' goodwill and kindness and faith. And on that dismal note, I want to hear your good news today, Vicki. Okay, well... This is interesting. I'm going to give you some facts, and then I'm going to give you the good news. This is from the Federal Trade Commission. It's consumer information, and it talked about the top frauds of 2019, according to their survey and according to the number of reports that people make to the Federal Trade Commission. So guess what the number one fraud reported was in 2019? It was the imposter scam. So these are people pretending to be calling from the government or a well-known business or, of course, the romance scam or a family member with an emergency. And when people lost money, they most frequently reported paying the scammers with a gift card. So this is why I keep hammering about gift cards. And, of course, the imposter scam, which was the top scam reported, the top government imposter scam reported, was the social security scam. And the median individual loss was $1,500. So that's a fair amount of money. And people, yeah, people said that the number one way that they got caught up in this scam was through phone calls by scammers pretending to be from Social Security Administration. Now, here's the good news. During 2019, because I always tell people, you've got to report these scams to Federal Trade Commission and the FBI. And here's the reason you do that. During 2019, Federal Trade Commission law enforcement actions led to more than $232 million in refunds to people who lost money. And in the last four years, people have cashed more than $1 billion in Federal Trade Commission refund checks. So it is definitely worth reporting because if you do report and if you have lost money, and if the FTC does bring an action against these crooks, you will more than likely be on the list to get a refund. So I you know, thought that was good news. Great news, Vicki, because I sometimes it feels like they're so common that it would take a fair amount of your day to report all of them. But I see the importance of it, and uh, I wanted to ask you, even if you didn't fall prey to it, is it important to report the scam? If you have specific information, what they're looking for are routing numbers if they ask you to send money, phone numbers, although those change so quickly that they become obsolete very quickly. They're looking for information that has numbers, bank account numbers, routing numbers, things like that, which they might be able to trace. It's very difficult to trace phone numbers. I see. So when in doubt, though, it sounds like it's a good idea to report it. And so important, as you mentioned, because $1 billion of refund checks is certainly nothing to sneeze at. That's a lot of money being refunded. 
And you report by going to FTC, Federal Trade Commission, FTC.gov, G-O-V. FTC.gov. All right. As always, Vicki, great information, and I look forward to talking to you, and I know our listeners enjoy listening to you to hear the latest warnings. So tune in next week. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 